Good morning. Welcome to St. Anne's Church here in Washington, D.C., where we are celebrating the third Sunday of Easter. Leading us in celebration of the Mass is our pastor, Monsignor Watkins. Our opening hymn today is Jesus Christ is Risen Today. Please rise and join in singing Jesus Christ is Risen Today. Jesus Christ is risen today, our triumphant holy day,
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. We welcome all who join us here at St. Anne's in Washington, D.C. for our Sunday Mass. Those who join us by way of the electronic media, we welcome you. We offer our prayers for you, your families, as we continue to pray for an end to this pandemic. We pray for all those who are afflicted with the disease, all those who are dying. We pray for the healthcare workers and those who are in the health profession to bring about an end to this pandemic. Our prayers always go up to the Lord who knows our need and hears our prayer as we come before him and worship this day. That our hearts even now under these circumstances be filled with joy knowing the Lord in this Easter season has conquered sin and death, has been raised from the dead and gives us the pledge and promise of life eternal. Let us now ask the Lord for every good gift of pardon, peace, and strength as we confess our sins, confident in his love and tender mercy. Lord Jesus, tree of life, by your suffering on the cross, you bring salvation to your people. Christ Jesus, victory of God, by your glorious resurrection, you have opened heaven's gates. Christ in Christ in Lord Jesus, shepherd of all, by your gift of the Spirit, you reconcile all things. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Gloria, Gloria, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. Gloria, Gloria, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O oh God Almighty Father, Gloria, Gloria, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, 
take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. Gloria, Gloria, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. Gloria, Gloria, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of good Let us pray. May your people exalt forever, O God, in renewed youthfulness of spirit, so that rejoicing now in the restored glory of our adoption, we may look forward in confident hope to the rejoicing of the day of resurrection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and proclaimed, You who are Jews, indeed all of you staying in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to my words. You who are Israelites, hear these words. Jesus the Nazarene was a man commended to you by God with mighty deeds, wonders, and signs, which God worked through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. This man, delivered up by the set plan and foreknowledge of God, you killed, using lawless men to crucify him. But God raised him up, releasing him from the throes of death because it was impossible for him to be held by it. For David says of him, I saw the Lord ever before me. With him at my right hand I shall not be disturbed. Therefore my heart has been glad and my tongue has exulted. My flesh, too, will dwell in hope, because you will not abandon my soul to the netherworld, nor will you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. 
My brothers, one can confidently say to you about the patriarch David that he died and was buried, and his tomb is in our midst to this day. But since he was a prophet and knew that God had sworn an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants upon his throne, he foresaw and spoke of the resurrection of the Christ, that neither was he abandoned to the netherworld, nor did his flesh see corruption. God raised this Jesus. Of this we are all witnesses. Exalted at the right hand of God, he received the promise of the Holy Spirit from the Father and poured him forth, as you see and hear. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. at your right hand forever. Lord, you will show us the path of life. 
A reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, if you invoke as Father him who judges impartially according to each one's works, conduct yourselves with reverence during the time of your sojourning, realizing that you were ransomed from your futile conduct handed on by your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a spotless, unblemished lamb. He was known before the foundation of the world, but revealed in the final time for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. That very day, the first day of the week. Two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus. And they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. And it happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped, looking downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, said to him in reply, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place there in these days? And he replied to them, What sort of things? They said to him, The things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. How our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. But... We were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And besides all this, it is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us. 
They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Then some of those with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women had described, but him they did not see. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are! How slow of heart to believe all that the prophets spoke! Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. As they approached the village to which they were going, he gave the impression that he was going on farther. But they urged him, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And it happened that while he was with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. With that, their eyes were opened and they recognized him, but he vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us on the way and opened the scriptures to us? So they set out at once and returned to Jerusalem where they found gathered together the eleven and those with them who were saying, The Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then the two recounted what had taken place on the way and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My dear parishioners and friends of St. Anne's Church, I greet you all who join us by way of social media today for our celebration of the Easter season on this, the third Sunday of Easter. By now, so many of us are wondering when this difficult ordeal of the contagion of the coronavirus will be over. Like the two disciples on the road to Emmaus in Luke's gospel today, our eyes from time to time may be cast down in fear, anxiety, confusion, or even despair. These feelings may be yours right now, and they were similar feelings, I think, that the early disciples must have had after the death of their beloved Master and Lord that Good Friday 2,000 years ago. Their world, like ours in a way, was turned upside down in a very quick moment. Here they had the joy of welcoming Jesus into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, only to witness and experience everything fall apart within five short days. He was taken from them by the hypocritical liars of his own day and crucified before their eyes. The world as they know it was grossly unjust with its own versions of political unrest, plagues, earthquakes, and fires. Even the Son of God was not immune to the disease of man's sin, which pinned him to the cross. Even today, our sins continue 
to crucify him. So our world is turned upside down right now, and we find ourselves with eyes cast down, wondering and afraid. What will the future hold in store for us? Is there a reason to explain all of this? Why, Lord, we might ask? The same kinds of questions and confusion must have overwhelmed the early disciples on that Good Friday two millennia ago. Seemingly nothing has changed in one sense, then as now. For several weeks now, none of us could have imagined the situation we are experiencing, yet we are beginning to find our own new routine of coping and managing the situation as best we can. We're getting somewhat used to the new order, even though we may think we can all go back to the same routine once it's all over. Well, perhaps not exactly as the same as before. The current circumstances have prevented us from gathering for Mass, especially on Sundays. Our little church here in Washington remains open during regular hours, but the absence of the Mass is so strange for you, I'm sure. It's very strange for me as a priest. Without the public offering of Mass, though, we are still united at every Mass, public or private, by bonds of faith, hope, and love, and through our personal prayer and sacrifices, we can mature spiritually. So I thought I could offer you some reflections on this third Sunday of Easter as we go through this time together. The disciples' eyes are downcast. They are depressed and fearful, lonely and abandoned. In the midst of all that experience, powerful as it was, and powerful as it is for us too under these circumstances, Jesus appears to them and does what he does so brilliantly by asking a question. He asks the question, what are you discussing as you walk along? He knows what they're talking about, of course. He knows everything. But he asks because he wants them to reveal their innermost need, their desire, their hearts. They respond in so many words, don't you know? Imagine Jesus not having a clue. So he asks another question, what sort of things? Then finally, our divine Lord admonishes them with the words, oh, how foolish you are, how slow to believe. In our Lord's perfected human nature, in glorified flesh and blood, he continues to show pity. Don't you get it? Our Lord could well ask in the contemporary tone. Or, after all I've taught you, after all I've done for you, after all that was prophesied about me, after all that I said would happen, after all of this, you still don't believe me, do you? It's almost as though Jesus has had it with them. He's not angry. No, he's just tired of their unbelief. So he might well ask another question. What will it take for me to convince you again that I am alive and risen from the dead? Maybe he's tired too of our unbelief. Tired, perhaps, of just no belief at all. I wonder. 
So what does he do? He represents one of the most beautiful and powerful memories those disciples had of him. Holy Thursday night, the Last Supper. He goes in to have supper with them. Luke writes, and it happened that while he was with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. And with that, their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Isn't that, dear friends, what our divine Lord does for us even now? He represents himself under forms of bread and wine, as he's done since that first Mass on Holy Thursday, and says those immortal words, as he will say through me in a moment, This is my body. This is my blood. That's what the disciples remembered most, it seems. Jesus had changed the ritual of the Passover meal that holy night before his death with those incredible words. And these are the same words said over the elements of bread and wine today at this Mass, at every Mass in the world, since that first Mass was celebrated personally by our High Priest, Jesus Christ. And this was the one, and this was one of the most powerful moments for his young Jewish followers. It had never been done before. He takes all the Old Testament's law and prophets and perfects them in himself. He fulfills the Old Testament. We don't need to look too far to find the entire truth of God and man outlined and beautifully orchestrated than in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth, the divine human, the God-man. And at the very moment he said those immortal words in his disciples' presence, we're told their eyes were opened and they recognized him immediately. They didn't recognize what was going on. They recognized him, who it is in their presence. They recognized him. Can you imagine their shock, their exhilarating joy? It must have caused them to cry with tears of gladness and profound gratitude. He was alive. He was not dead. He had returned to them. He had not lied. He had not given them false hopes. He had not promised what he said he couldn't do. They were no longer abandoned. They'd been found again. And they had regained their faith, their belief, this time a belief beyond any doubt. No more fear, no more anxiety. They were at peace. So they set out at once, we're told, and returned to Jerusalem to tell the others. Note that Jesus does not tell the others himself. He expects them to tell the others. He expects us to tell the others. And what shall we say to the others? We can't say anything to the others until we ourselves are convinced in faith beyond doubt that Jesus is Lord and God and has been raised from the dead. Dear friends, we have 2,000 years of faith and belief in the resurrection of Jesus under our belts. These two disciples in today's gospel had roughly three years of Jesus' ministry and only three days to mourn his death. 
If our Lord were to find us on the road now, today, with eyes downcast and with hearts heavy, with fear and doubt and despair, would we recognize him as did they in the breaking of the bread? Yet isn't that what the Mass is? The Mass, where it all happens again and again. This is Jesus' gift to us. The Mass is the gift to his church. His body and his blood on earth made possible again and again and again until the end of time so that we can recognize him again and again and again and so that we can go out and tell others this good news. With all that in mind and heart today, as we walk along our own road to Emmaus, on whichever road you may travel today, at home alone or with family members or friends, raise your eyes up at the moment of the consecration at this Mass and say with Thomas, my Lord and my God. Say with the disciples, Lord, stay with us. Say with the church for 2,000 years, amen, I believe. We have so much to give thanks for today. Let our eyes be opened and recognize him in the breaking of the bread. For the bread that is broken is his life for the world, and the wine becomes his blood poured out for our sins. Yes, our Lord desires to have supper with us again. And once again, Jesus wants us to recognize him in the breaking of the bread, as did those first disciples 2,000 years ago. Nothing has changed. Here at this Mass, and every Mass offered until the end of time, our Lord remains closest to us as he possibly can. Body to body, blood to blood. If our eyes have become closed because of fear or doubt or despair or for any other reason, today, let our eyes be opened again to recognize our Lord who stays with us today, who stays with his church, until we all see him face to face and behold him in his glorified body and blood at the eternal banquet of heaven. Fifty days of Easter joy to you. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. We stand now to proclaim our ancient faith as one church when we say, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things are made, for us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, look forward to the resurrection of the dead, 
and the life of the world to come. Amen. With the faith and hope of Easter joy, let us now call upon the Lord in prayerful petition. For Pope Francis, Archbishop Gregory, for all bishops, priests, deacons, and for all ministers of our church, that he may be given the grace of the Holy Spirit to faithfully and lovingly minister to the Church of Washington, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all of our parishioners who are ill or recovering, for all who are imprisoned, abused, or suffering in any way, that they may be delivered from every evil, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That the Holy Spirit may enkindle in the hearts of young men and women the desire to offer their lives in service to the church as priests and religious, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That those who have gone before us, marked with the sign of faith, may find light, happiness, and peace in the presence of the risen Christ, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That God will hear the prayers we now offer in the silence of our hearts, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Gathering all these prayers aloud, and those in the secret of our hearts will ask the lively intercession of the greatest woman the universe will ever know, Our Lady of Mercy, the Pieta, when we pray. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother, to thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, thy mercy here and answer me, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. At this time, we would normally have our collection taken up, and so I ask all of you who are viewing by way of our electronic media to be very generous, and you'll note then across your screen the way that you can give online by using the saintandc.org slash give directions. We ask you to be as generous as always to help support us during this time of need. And for those who would like to also contribute to St. Anne's Church, I'm making available what I have put together years ago for the North American College in Rome, the Manual of Prayers, a very beautiful prayer book. So many of you would like to pray at home. You have weeks and months ahead to pray and to be present to our Lord in your private prayer. Perhaps this book can assist that cause. You can get in touch with me at the email address that you see now before your screen, and I can tell you how to make that offering available. So again, whatever you do for us, we appreciate. Know that during these days and weeks ahead, we are all united by bonds of faith, hope, and love in spiritual communion with you and with your loved ones. We pray for you as you pray for us. May we be one in Christ as we are now one in the Eucharist. Thank you. During the preparation of the gifts, please join in singing the hymn at the Lamb's High Feast in the Collegeville Hymnal, that's 268. 
at the Lamb's High Feast. Please join in singing. Pray that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hand for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church, 
Receive, O Lord, we pray, these offerings of your exultant church. And as you have given her cause for such great gladness, grant also that the gifts we bring may bear fruit in perpetual happiness. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your heart. We lift him up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation at all times to acclaim you, O Lord, but in this Easter season, above all, to laud you yet more gloriously when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. For he is the true Lamb who has taken away the sins of the world. By dying, he has destroyed our death and by rising, restored our life. Therefore, Overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exalts in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the ending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the We give you praise, Father most holy, for you are great, and you have fashioned all your works in wisdom and in love. You formed man in your own image and entrusted to the whole world his care, so that in serving you alone, the Creator, he might have dominion over all creatures. And when through disobedience he had lost your friendship, you did not abandon him to the domain of death. No, you came in mercy to the aid of all, so that those who seek might find you. Time and time again, you offer them covenants and through the prophets taught them to look forward to salvation. And you so love the world, Father most holy, that in the fullness of time, you sent your only begotten Son to be our Savior, made incarnate by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He shared our human nature in all things but sin. To the poor, he proclaimed the great news of salvation to prisoners, freedom, to the sorrowful of heart, joy. To accomplish your plan, he gave himself up to death, and rising from the dead, he destroyed death and restored life. And that we might live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died and rose again for us, he sent the Holy Spirit from you, Father, as the first fruits of those who believe, so that bringing to perfection his work in the world he might sanctify creation to the full. 
Therefore, O Lord, we pray, may this same Holy Spirit graciously sanctify these offerings, that they may become the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ for the celebration of this great mystery which he himself left us as an eternal covenant. For when the hour had come for him to be glorified by you, Father most holy, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And while they were at supper, he took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, taking the chalice filled with the fruit of the vine, he gave thanks and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess. Your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, Lord, as we now celebrate the memorial of our redemption, we remember Christ's death and his descent to the realm of the dead. We proclaim his resurrection and his ascension to your right hand. And as we await his coming in glory, we offer you his body and blood, the sacrifice acceptable to you, which brings salvation to the whole world. Look, O Lord, upon the sacrifice which you yourself have provided for your church, and grant in your loving kindness to all who partake of this one bread and one chalice, that gathered into the one body by the Holy Spirit, they may truly become a living sacrifice in Christ to the praise of your glory. 
Therefore, Lord, remember now all for whom we offer this sacrifice, especially your servant Francis, our Pope, Wilton, our Bishop, and the whole order of bishops, all the clergy, those who take part in this offering, those gathered here before you, your entire people, and all who seek you with a sincere heart. Remember also those who have died in the peace of your Christ and all the dead whose faith you alone have known. To all of us, your children, grant, O merciful Father, that we may enter into a heavenly inheritance with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your apostles and saints in your kingdom, there, with the whole of creation, freed from the corruption of sin and death, may we glorify you through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we wait the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins but upon the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. You take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Have on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grace
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my heart, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe to everlasting life. Catching nothing 
Wondering what to do without him In the misty light of morning Our minds were empty without him Then a man called to us Standing on the shore And we knew that he had risen We have seen the risen Lord We have heard his gentle voice Saying, be not afraid We have felt his conquering power None the glory of this hour We have seen the risen Lord. We have seen the risen Lord. While you cannot be with us in person today to receive our Lord in the Eucharist sacramentally, make then an act of spiritual communion as we pray together before the Blessed Sacrament. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. In the words of the disciples, stay with us, Lord. Stay with us now and always. Let us pray. Look with kindness upon your people, O Lord, and grant, we pray, that those you were pleased to renew by eternal mysteries may attain in their flesh the incorruptible glory of the resurrection through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Mass is ended. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Please join in singing our closing hymn, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name, 
in the Collegeville Hymnal, number 521. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Oh, <laughs> 